Here's what's cooking on the day, Sports Stove Local Hour. We're talking with the head coach, Walt Wells. We also talked to the long snapper, the first ever long snapper on the Sports Stove. Jonathan Duff joins the show as well, and we are counting down to the game number one. That's what's cooking on the day, Sports Stove Local Hour. McKinney looks, sets it a pocket, throws open, receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in. To an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza, located right across the street from EKU's campus and serving Colonel since 2016. Mad Mushroom Pizza is ready to serve you the original cheese sticks and everything else they have as well. If you go into the store, all you got to do is mention the Sports Stove Podcast. You're going to get $5 off your order of $20 or more. Or you can order online at madmushroom.com. Use code SPORTS5 and you get that same discount as well. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. And today we are feeding your EKU football fix because not only do we have head coach Walt Wells coming on and long snapper Jonathan uh, Duff coming on, we also have Captain Rhino, the first official installment of uh, the newly minted uh, captain of EKU's football team, yeah. Ryan Jackson, of course, with us. Ryan, how, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, honestly. Yeah, yeah, congrats, man. That's pretty cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Not only are you a captain, uh, you're one of four captains, correct? Uh, you're the only defensive player that is listed as a captain. So it's yourself, Patrick Nations, uh, some guy named Parker, uh, and then uh, and then uh, Peyton as well is on there. So uh, a, a great group of guys, uh, but that's uh, a pretty cool opportunity. I'm sure uh, it's something that you've looked at over the past couple of years and looked up to certain guys and um, and learned from those guys, and now you're that guy. Uh, what does it mean to be a defensive captain, a uh, captain on the team as a whole, but to be representing the defense in that role? Uh, it, it's really cool because it's like you gain the respect from your teammates for all the work and the dedication I put in for this offseason. And uh, it, it's just a great blessing. Uh, it's a great feeling just to know, like, your teammates loved and respect you enough to for you to represent them, not only as, like, a defense, but as a, a, a figurehead, a headpiece for us. Like, yeah. I'm one of the four guys they chose to represent us. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a great feeling because I have a great connection with all the guys. I love all of them. I, I can't wait to see all of them be successful this season. And I guess they, that's the reciprocate. Like, that's, that's how they feel about me, too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And there's been a ton of preseason awards and things pop up here recently. They came out with the preseason all uh, UAC, is that right? Uh, UAC conference. I'm really trying to remember this correctly. Uh, uh, team as well, and, and you you made the highlights on there, um, as well as many of your teammates did. There's got a lot of just different things that have been popping out. The coaches poll, we're going to talk about this with Coach Wells. I know exactly what he's going to say, uh, but uh, Coaches Paul lists EKU as the number one team in the conference, Central Arkansas, right on your tails in those votes. Um, what does the team think about that? Honestly, we we haven't even thought about it. We we just about going out and competing. I mean, yeah, they voting for the right people. I understand, but uh, <laughs> we, we I was like, you're not supposed to give us the coach time. That's what we got. Wells coming on for you're supposed to give us. This is awesome. No, I get it. Um, it's it's interesting too. I think. Um, didn't get the most first place votes. The team didn't, uh, but you got the most points total in the votes. So gave you guys the, the number one spot in the coaches poll. But I think that does speak of what you, how you guys are viewed in the conference from your peers. I mean, uh, coaches, I'm sure there are some that try to play games with those votes a little bit, but overall it's, it's going to prove respect for the program. And that's saying a lot because it is Somewhat of a newly formed. There, there's several of the teams you guys have played with the last couple of years, but you got some new teams as well. So that speaks highly of what you guys have built, um, really since since you've been at EKU uh, to be able to see where you guys sit, even with all that movement from guys who graduated and moved on after last year. You guys are getting some respect within the conference, which has to be has to be at least a little bit cool, right? No, it's super cool, especially when you hear like 
yeah, they view y'all as number one. They view y'all as the, the we got a target on our back now. Now mm-hmm. we have to we have to come out every game and give it our all. We got to prove that number one status. Yeah. yeah. So what's the? Is it better to play from that number one status or to play from the underdog status? Uh, doesn't bother me. Competition's competition. Uh, right. I, I want to play whoever shows up. I feel like at your guys' level, that's the right mindset. I, I think, you know, younger levels, you want to sneak up on people. You want to be the one what's talking about and, you know, be able to have that chip on your shoulder. But I think at your level, you guys always create your own chips anyhow. So it's like, there's, I think it's cool to be number one and, and hold that spot the rest of the way down. And you guys have uh, two incredibly tests, uh, incredible, incredibly tough tests to start the season. Um, and, and to be able to come out and I know, I know you won't say this. I know coach Wells won't say this, but to be able to come out, even if, if it's a loss in the first two weeks, if it is a competitive loss, it means a lot to the program. And I know you have to win. I know that's the whole, the whole goal. And we want you to win. I want you to win. Uh, and I think that you can win. Um, but I also can, as a fan, I'm allowed to say, you're not allowed to, but as a fan, I'm allowed to say, Hey, moral victories are important uh, even at this point in the season. And uh, to be able to come out and show what you guys have against uh, Cincinnati to start off, Kentucky following that, it's going to be a fun start to the season, which can really catapult you guys into UAC play uh, after those two games. And I think those two games are going to set you guys up for success in the conference because of the level that you're playing against. Not to say that – well, you can speak to this, but – my thinking is you play really, really tough competition to start the season and not to knock on anybody in the UAC, but it's not the same level of competition as a whole. There are guys in that level that can compete at the Kentucky Cincinnati level, but as a whole, it's not that same level. It's, it's a slight step down. So um, that means that if you can compete at the, the highest level, then once you get into conference play, you guys are prepared to play whoever comes your way at that point. Would that, would that be fair to say? That's definitely a fair assessment. Coach Wells loves starting off the season with two tough teams to see what yep. we're really made of, to see how tough a team we're really going to be this year. So yeah. it's always a good test, especially when you play two really good teams. And I know two years ago there was an issue with strength of schedule and it hurt the opportunity for the playoffs. Didn't help at least at the very least. And uh, something Matt Rowan talked about on the show before. And so and so him and Wells have done a good job since then of making sure the schedule is strong enough that if you guys, you know, have a game or two where you only lose by three points or a touchdown or something like that, it it's, doesn't look as bad uh, and helps you guys when it comes to the playoff push and things like that. Obviously, the goal is to win the games and to, to get in that way. That's that's the the preferred method for everyone, uh, needless to say. Uh, this week has been incredibly hot. Uh, I'm not sure if you were aware of that or not, but it was toasty out there this week. Uh, next week's not supposed to be as bad, but uh, how the practice has been uh, this week? Uh, they've, they've honestly been pretty tough, uh, real competitive. We still put out good practices, but the heat's definitely a factor. But yeah. it's something we need. We're going to play in hot games, so you have to play in hot environments to play in hot games. Yeah. And practice how well you play. So the fact that we've had good practices is more encouraging than having bad practices. Yeah, that's that's what you want to hear at this point, especially at this point when you're talking about uh, what are we nine days away? I think from game number one, eight or nine, something like that. It was ten at some point this week. Uh, a week from Saturday, I know it's that much. A week from Saturday puts us in game number one in Cincinnati. Uh, we're going to talk with Jonathan Duff in a, in a little bit here. He's from Dayton, just north of Cincinnati. Uh, so we'll talk to him and kind of see if there's any uh, any connection there, how he feels about playing close to home. I'm sure his family will be there uh, to support as well. So we're looking forward to all of that. Um, has anybody else in the last I, in the last week stood out that maybe hasn't to this point, or is standing out more from your eyes, your perspective? players that have really is anybody sparked here in this past week uh, has it been steady i don't it's not it's not a knock if it has been steady uh but has there been anybody that's that's sparked at all i'll say it's been mostly steady i'll say the biggest thing i've noticed is how well our o-line starting to work well together again good we finally got every kind of body kind of back and kind of healthy yeah. so you can tell our o-line starting to work better together hunter brown has been another great little standout at tight end mm-hmm. 
it's, it's been a pretty steady process, though. I, I feel like our team produces good competition. So every day is a good competitive day. There's always going to be one standout every now and then. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask you this, but I'm going to. If Parker goes down, knock on wood, uh, if, if Parker goes down, is the team confident? Uh, we talked with, with uh, uh, Maxwell about this, Coach Smith about this before, but I knew what he was going to say. He's going to have to say it. Um, you got Cam Hergott. Maybe someone else has, has been competing for that role, but it sounded like Cam was the number two guy. He's young. He's very young um, and uh, and doesn't have that experience. But from what you see from him in practice, how confident are you that he could come in and fill in if he had to? I love Cam Hergott. He's an ultimate competitor. If you have watched him in high school, if you watch him in any of our scrimmages, he's going balls to wall. He, he is a heck of a player, heck of an athlete, has a great arm. And the best thing about Cam is he's an ultimate competitor. He hates losing in all forms. And he, he he's honestly, he's just a great guy. I, I would love for him to get us through a game. He's never played in the game, so I wouldn't know. So I would have confidence in him. I would support him as long as I could. Yeah. Yeah. I, he seems like a good kid. And, and I'll tell you what, from the conversations I've had with people behind the scenes, everybody's pretty excited about what the future could hold for him. Um, obviously, everyone's hoping we don't have to see him this year. Or if we do, it's when we're blowing blowing people. I say we. It's when you guys are blowing people out, uh, and we get a chance to see them maybe in, in that role. Uh, but nonetheless, it's uh, it's it looks like the future's bright. Needless to say, uh, Senior Bowl put out this week that they've got a watch list. Parker and Josiah both on the watch list for the Senior Bowl. My first thought, and here's the cynic in me. <laughs> My first thought was, wait, Dak was on that list last year. And then he got hurt. You know, you know the Madden curse and things like right. that. I said, oh, I sure hope that's not the situation this year. But that's pretty cool. You got teammates that are getting that kind of recognition right now, and obviously both of them deserving. Parker, I think he's what thirty five years old, something like that. Uh, yeah. Parker's been around for a little bit. I'm kidding, of course. But uh, Josiah, he, he's played one full year at offensive line. Um, and he's already got the eyes on him. We've talked about him when we did the O-line preview and stuff like that. But um, is there is there talk in the locker room about that? Is it joking around with guys? Is it excitement? What's the, the yeah. philosophy, I guess, when we it comes to that? We always joke with Parker because we call him, like, franchise. And, like, because okay. he can literally get anything. It seems <laughs> like he can't do any wrong. But, you know, he's human just like the rest of us. For Josiah, it's mostly just jokes with Joe because he's giant, giant person, and you want him to be successful. Honestly, we 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 support them more than anything because we think that's big for them, and it's yeah. also big for us because you right. see all the scouts that come to our practices, all the all the watch list people. They're not just watching those two. Right, and it's a beautiful thing because they they don't get big headed about it. They don't brag about it ever. The only times that it will get brought up is on Instagram, especially amongst Parker and Josiah. Yeah, and they're they're just great guys, great talents, and I I, I can't wait. I, I wish the best for them. We talked about the disrespect Frankie West received earlier in the year was what third team Phil Steele or something like that uh, down the list. He did make the preseason uh, all UAC uh, team. And so we're excited about that. Give me uh, just a couple seconds on Frankie West. I know we've talked about him before, but what you like about Frankie? I, I, I can't wait. Yeah. When y'all see Frankie hit the field, it's, it's a different, he, he's, he's on an Island on his own over there. And I haven't seen too many people catch on him. Yeah, uh, he, he he's just a scrappy little guy, super quick, plays hard, plays with a passion. He's he's just a great, great guy, great teammate. Frankie's awesome. Awesome. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, actually, no, we're not. We're going to go straight to our guest. We got our first guest here and ready to go. So lined up for us now. Let's see if we can bring him up. Here is the head football coach uh, for EKU. Coach, you there? Yeah, I think I am. I'm trying to yeah. figure all this out. I can hear you. We can't see you, but we can hear you. So we'll take that at the very least. Coach Walt Wells joins us now on the Sports Stove Local Hour. How are you doing, Coach? I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, I don't know. I guess hide chat. Is that what does that mean? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. We can hear you. As long as we okay. can hear you, we're okay. That, you don't have to say my ugly mug then. I'm good. Well, I didn't want to say that, but thanks for saying it for us. Uh, <laughs> Coach, now I know you like the hot practices. This week has been just that. Um, uh, how, how are you liking the practices going here this summer? Well, I, I like where we're at in training camp. You know, it's we started school, what, a week uh, this week, I guess it is. It seems like it's been a, two weeks now. But uh, 
well, you know, we, we we go to school quicker than anybody in America. I think we we finish summer school on Friday and we start academics uh, the fall on on Monday. So it's hard on some of our guys, yeah. but uh, you know, it takes away a week of just pure training camp where you you know you got them all day every day and that's all they focus on is football and weights and and our meetings. So, uh, but that being said, I like where we're at. Uh, I love that the temperature came in the way it did because we needed it. Today was a pleasant surprise. I mean, you know, I know it's, it said it's supposed to be really hot today and it was supposed to be really hot tomorrow. So I hope we get one more good one in tomorrow, even though we're in helmets. Uh, I think it's good for our young man to, to feel that, um, understand, you know, it makes everybody irritable, makes everybody make decisions they probably don't like to make. Uh, it makes coaches irritable. It makes players irritable. And uh, and that we can't do all that stuff. We got we got to take the emotion out of it, and we got to make sure that we're doing our job and doing our job well, and everybody's doing it to the best of their ability, so that we can, you know, at three o'clock when we play Cincinnati, or or three thirty when we play Cincinnati. I can't remember the time. And three o'clock is the other one at Kentucky. You know, they both got Astro or the turf, and it's going to be hot. And you know, you know how it gets around September sometimes around here. I, I think it's important for us to have gone through that. Now, you guys are just over a week away from the first game of the season at Cincinnati. Uh, scale 1 to 10, how prepared, how ready today, if you had to go play at Cincinnati, um, how much further do we have to go before we're ready for that game? Well, we started our prep already, so we've got some some knowledge of who they are, and we did some prep for Kentucky also. Uh, and so we've got some knowledge who both of them are, put it on tape, and and, you know, we'll finish up with our mock scrimmage on Saturday and then we'll – and our fan day and everything that goes with that and then give them Sunday off. And then, you know, it gives our coaches time to look into some ideas they had through the summer. Uh, you know, because we – you know, for Cincinnati, you're not getting any new tape. So, right. you know, you, the game planning was done this summer. And uh, now, now it comes down to does the game plan fit the personnel? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's what we go through in these – couple of early practices that we have on them and then we'll continue to work work towards you know honing in on that game plan. No, we're never ready until the Friday night before the game. I mean, I, I want every I don't care if we're playing Cincinnati, Kentucky or if we're playing 10 buck 2, it doesn't matter. You know, I want to get all the preparation in so these young men can go out and have the success that they need to have because it's hard enough as it is. And sure. so we we want to make sure that we're ready. So we're we're getting there, but you know, I, we're excited about the opportunity. We're excited about, you know, the schedule. A lot of people are, you know, making their comments and, and you know, rightfully so. You know, I, I get all that. But, uh, but, you know, it's like I tell it doesn't matter but what the 120 men in, in our locker room and, and the staff of 40 or whatever I have. And, and that's all that matters is what we think. And because we're the only ones, that, you know, in the end, we're the ones that's going to go do it. In the end, we're the ones that are going to be criticized if it doesn't go well. And if it goes well, we're going to be praised. And uh, and we also know that that praise turns to criticism or that criticism turns to praise very next week. So it's uh, you know, you got to keep your 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 focus on what you're doing. Cincinnati, well, both of your uh, big games to start the season, your first two weeks are close. How how awesome is that, that you guys are. Uh, in in easy travel distance for the fans in Richmond and the other EKU fans in the area. Well, I, th- I hope it gives everybody an opportunity to come out, tailgate, have a good time. Um, for us, you know, an hour and a half, whatever it is, I think we're staying a little north, so probably two hours by the time we get up there. With a police escort, it'll go quick. And, you know, I mean, you know, we're staying uh, above Cincinnati there. And, and then when we play UK, we're staying – at home, just like we do here. I mean, it's 35 minutes up the road, 30 minutes. We'll have a great police escort that'll get us in and out, in and out of the county. And, and, uh, you know, uh, I think it's awesome that those schools are willing to play us and, uh, and that we've got the opportunity to go see, you know, how we compare to those teams. Uh, I know you like that challenge to start off the year. How, how do games like Cincinnati and Kentucky help the team when they get into UAC play? Well, I think the one thing you know is <clears throat> obviously they've got more scholarships. You know, they've got more depth. They've got all the things that everybody can can focus on. But, you know, the higher you go in any level, I mean, you know, I've coached all the way up. I hadn't coached in the NFL yet, but I've coached in the SEC and I've coached in the Big East and I've coached, you know, a lot of different places, Sun Belt, all that. 
the each step you take, the lines of scrimmage get bigger and 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 better. And that's really the biggest difference is the lines of scrimmage and the overall depth because of the scholarship numbers. And so for us, I think it'll be a great opportunity to see, you know, I mean, obviously you got Ryan on here. It'll be great for him to to go against, you know, those offensive linemen and, you know, from the SEC and from the Big 12 and, and compare where he's at. And, you know, what I really like to see sometimes is we shouldn't play any harder against Cincinnati or Kentucky than we do against, you know, and I'm just looking at our schedule. The only reason I'm bringing these two up is Central Arkansas and, and Stephen F. Austin. It should we shouldn't see a difference. Now we should actually see better play in the last two because we've had all year to train and, and get better. You know what I mean? And and you're out there banging and going and you know, I know injuries happen and all that, but you know, it, it's not going to take an extra effort from our team as far as the physicality and as far as the effort goes. Where where you got to make sure you you know, in, in any football game you can't turn over. You can't make stupid mistakes and give up explosive plays. You can't turn the ball over. And, and you, you know, you, like anybody, I don't care, if, you know, the next – after those two, we play Western Carolina and SEMO, two ranked teams in two different deals. we got to get them to the fourth quarter, get them to the deep end of the pool and drown them. And, you know, that's, that's how it goes. And I think you saw last year when we played um, um, Bowling Green State, we get – you know – we score with no time left and, mm-hmm. and then uh, kicked the extra point, went into overtime. And, you know, that was a decision that I think we should have made because I thought, you know, the pressure's on them. Right. You know, we got them to the deep end. We didn't get them drowned, but we got them to the deep end. Then it took us seven more splashes to get them underneath. And, uh, and you know, that's what we got to try to do. I mean, uh, you know, I, I understand the challenge of the two games, yeah. but I think iron sharpens iron. I think if you're not excited about playing in this game, sure, you're, you know, Ryan's going to get beat in this game. He's going to get blocked. It's going to happen. But guess what? It's going to happen against Tarleton State, North Alabama, too. And the question is, how many times is he not going to get blocked? How many right. times is he going to make that play? How many times is he going to strain to finish? Uh, those are the things that we have to make sure we're doing a great job of to win games like we've done. Uh, all right, Captain. I know you're up, man. What you got for coach? Yeah, I wanted to ask coach what what do you enjoy most about coaching? Because I want to be a coach someday. Well, I think there's so much that that I enjoy. Um, I mean, good night. I love I love getting to know the players. I love you know, and that's one thing I don't like about being a head coach. Mm. Guys don't walk into your office like they do when you're an assistant. Uh, you're not recruiting a core set of, you know, like, you know, I was the offensive line coach, so I recruit offensive line, but I recruited everybody. And so I got to know DBs and everybody like that a little better. You know, as a head coach, you're, you're constantly putting out fires and putting out different things, right, and, and planning and pushing for things and all that. But as an assistant, you build such a rapport with your players that it's great while they're playing, but it's even greater once they're gone. And, and, you know, I love the competition. I love the camaraderie of a staff, like being a part of a team. Like, I don't know how that feels. I hadn't done that since, you know, 1980-something, you know, not been a part of the team, maybe 70-something. And so, for me, those things were were important to me. I mean, I was going to be a stockbroker. And my brother was the coach. And uh, and I wasn't smart enough to, to graduate as soon as I needed to be. He saw me going down the wrong path, jerked my, you know, not my tail and got me over at uh, Smyrna High School helping him out, you know, scouting games. And I fell in love with it. And all it took was, you know, my high school coach who had retired and was working with my brother and some other people over at Smyrna. And, and, you know, he's like, you did a good job with that. You know, little words of encouragement. I was like, man, I think I could do this now. I didn't want to go back to school and be a teacher. So uh, I was single, so I went and ran the roads and, and started this college business. But, I, you know, uh, it, it, it's such a fun profession. Now, you know, and people are going to tell you, well, you know, the way it is now and all this, that, and the other. And, you know, there's probably some truth to that. I mean, it's different than when I started. There's probably a lot of positive things that have happened out of it. 
Uh, and there's probably some negative things that have happened out of it. But in the end, it's no different than it was going from the 50s to the 70s, the 70s to the 90s, and the 90s to the 2000s, mid-2000s. I mean, you know, everything's going to progress as we go forward. And you just got to be able to adapt and, and, and go with that. But the competition's a blast. And it's a low-stress job too, right, Coach? Oh, yeah, there's no question. I mean, you know, I mean, it's – it's 8.30. You're sitting here still working. I, every one of our coaches are still in here working. They've been here since 7.30. And they've still got another hour or two to get ready so we can go out there and have an orchestrated practice. You know, that's why sometimes they lose their mind, you know, out there because it's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm doing all this and I can't get 100% effort out of you. Mm. I can't get, you know, the one thing you can control is effort. And But, I mean, that's been happening since, the you know, since the game began. So you just got to roll with it. Coach, uh, you've got so many returning guys, which is awesome. They're able to kind of continue that uh, culture that you've built, uh, carry it on to the next group. But you continue to bring in new guys every year, which is going to be just the way it works with the uh, transfer portal and everything like that. You've been able to add important pieces as well, fill fill some needs and holes uh, like that as well. Are you uh, are you expecting a lot of production out of these guys? I know you're – well, that's – that's a stupid question to ask, but I'll ask it anyways. Uh, the production you're expecting out of these guys, these new guys that have come in. Uh, I mean, we, we talked about Frankie West before you came on and what he's going to bring to this team. Uh, guys like that that are coming through. And you brought in some some pretty important players this year, right? Well, I think all our players are important. And I think if you look at the, uh, you know, what people would consider some of the you know, you know, Parker and Josiah and Peyton and Ryan, I mean, they're all they all came from high school. They've all been here. They've yeah. been in the program and developed through the program, uh, so I don't. I don't think it's it's necessarily. I, I appreciate what you're saying, uh, and the, you know we don't put any pressure on anybody to come in, but to compete. Right. Compete. Don't compare is what we say. I mean, here's the thing: we know we've got a quarterback that can do some good things for us. All right, but so. You know, if you want to come in and replace the wideouts that left or the tight end that left or whatever, and then you got to come in and compete with the guys that are here. Um, tailback. I mean, well, you know, I sit there and look at the freshman we got here, Braden, uh, Braden Latham. I mean, shoot, he's going to be a heck of a player. But he, he he's going to be four string probably right now, <laughs> you know, because the other three are pretty daggone good. Yeah. And, uh, and so – you know, I've always said this, and I think I've probably said it on your show, and I tell the guys when they come here, our job is to recruit players to take their job, mm. and their job is to keep their job. That's not that we don't like them. Right. But things happen. People, you know, people have injuries. People have, you know, maybe not good academic semesters, and they're not around for us for a semester or a year. You know, people decide this isn't the place that they thought it was. They want to go somewhere where it's easy. You know, I, I, I say this at the end of practice a lot. It, this program is not built to be easy. It's not for everybody. Um, and so everybody's not going to survive here. And that's not, I mean, I mean hopefully physically we survive, but, I mean, right. not everybody's going to, you know, be on our team. And that's not a bad thing. It doesn't make them bad people. But we have a standard that we have to uphold, and we haven't even hit the standard yet. Sure. And, you know, every, you know, we won a conference, a share of a conference title. We went to the playoffs and lost. Okay? That's the average standard around here for the last – since 1994. We've got to hit the standard that was built before that. Mm. And and we've got to win playoff games, and we've got to win conference championships outright. And we got to, you know, we got to be undefeated at home if we can. We got to do all these things. And if it doesn't happen, we got to be able to focus on the next week and, and build it right back. And, you know, everybody's happy we're preseason ranked and all this good stuff. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I am too. It gives you something to talk about, Vince. Uh, it gives everybody something to talk about. But in the end, you can wipe your tail with it because it doesn't matter. Right. It's what matters at the end. And it's a long way from now. I mean, January is a long time away. Yeah. And I hope we're playing all the way through January. I hope we stress every athletic department member out over here about whether or not they get to go home for Thanksgiving, whether or not they get to go home for Christmas, because they all want to do it. And I get it. 
and you know the problems we have with cafeteria and getting everything and all this and then when i say problems it's not like, i don't mean it in a bad way but i don't want people to be like oh we got to do this we got to do that we got to complain about it a little bit because guess what that means we're doing our job yeah and we're, we're putting the brand out there and the brand's getting seen nationally definitely uh health wise uh pretty healthy at this point looking we, ready for week one we've lost two people uh for the season one's true freshman office lineman mason sula um he had a shoulder shoulder injury and then he's had surgery and he's doing well uh and we lost our uh one of our backup tight ends kellen bowen who would be a redshirt freshman this year uh to a acl and everything i think he had surgery today best i can remember and he came out of surgery really well um other than that, that's the, I mean, now we've got our nicks and bruises and, you know, people coming off all that stuff that haven't gotten back fully uh, out there yet that will have a chance to be out there this year. But, uh, you know, at some point, if everybody stays the way they are now, we'll get better and, and everybody will be out there. So been really pleased with, uh, you know, Billy Brown and Gregory Bourne and what they do in the weight room to prevent a lot of that. Um, Tim, our new athletic trainer, has done a great job. I mean, um, and I think he's he's brought new ideas into the training room and, and his staff. Uh, I think they do a nice job uh, of preventive maintenance and rehab. Um, you know, and that's nothing against anybody that's, you know, been here before. I don't mean it like that. But, you know, we're probably as healthy as we've been walking in the door. Of course, you know, now that I'm right. not on the wood, and now that we've talked about now that you've asked that, Stupid question. Well, uh, you know, hopefully we'll not lose anybody the next whatever. <laughs> you got someone to blame, Coach. You saw uh, Ryan. Anything else? Because it jinxes us. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I apologize. No, you're good. You're good. Ryan, anything else for Coach? I got one more, uh, Coach. Okay. You have like a lot of sayings throughout the season. What's your favorite saying or phrase? Well, I mean, obviously, I think what are we doing is the most uh, the most used phrase uh, and most G-rated phrase that we can say on this show right here. You know, um, I, uh, you know, I've been around a lot of really colorful coaches in my time. And you you talk about coaching, that's one thing you pick up, you know, pregnant aardvark, right? That's one of them. And uh, that comes from uh, our D-line coach here at Eastern for so many years in D.C., Jim Tenera. He used to say that, oh, you look like a pregnant aardvark. You know, and, uh, you know, just you just pick them up as you go through time. And, and uh, you know, I always say, what are we waiting on the spring dance? You know, and that, that comes from my high school coach. He used to say that all. He used to say spring cotillia, but uh, I wouldn't say that because y'all don't know what that cotillia is. And, and I barely did, you know, I'm, and I'm old. And uh, so, you know, I just think it's, it's fun to remember those and honor those guys and, you know, you gotta have a little fun out there on the field. I mean, it, it's it's a hard, hard game. It's played by hard people, and every now and then you gotta crack a smile out there and have a little fun. You know, Coach. I've asked this question uh, to every defensive coach that we've had on. Me and Ryan have talked about it too, um, and I save it till the end because it's not a very kind question. But last year, the run defense was a was a big question mark. Um, I, I know that's been a uh, a focal point this year as well as just everything as a whole. But um, are you confident with where the run defense is heading into this week one here in a couple, couple days? Yeah, I mean, I think we've improved. I think, you know, there's a couple things that, that people, you know, got to realize is at the end of the year we were beat up pretty bad on defense. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to be the one to come on and and talk about injuries because it doesn't – nobody cares. I mean, just like your question, nobody cared that we were beat up at the end of the year. You know, we had a bad showing in the uh, in the first round of the FCS playoffs against Gardner-Webb. And, and to their credit, they did a hell of a job, you know, and, and we didn't. And so, you know, we, we I think our defense has heard enough about 400 yards rushing. Um, you know, I, I've only mentioned it probably 700 times. And uh, and so, uh, you know, I hope they, they're taking pride. And, you know, some of it is schematic. Some of it was injury. Some of it was, you know, just really effort and strength. 
And uh, and so we've got to make sure that you know we take care of the schematics. They take care of the effort and strain. And, you know, hopefully, you know, the good Lord will take care of their bodies and, and they're OK on that. But, uh, you know, yeah, we have to improve our run defense. We know that Jake knows that. Uh, we talked about it in the offseason. Uh, he's he's been around different people and, and looking at different things that, that, you know, that we did well, that we didn't do well and, and how we can improve on them, uh, trying to implement those the best. And, you know, the biggest thing is you got to have a trust on defense. You got to trust that that guy's going to be in his gap. And what ends up happening is when that doesn't happen, people start trying to cover gaps that aren't their gap. Mm. And then good offenses will expose you real easy. It ain't hard. And, you know, it's, we've struggled running the ball against our defense this camp, but we've also had times when we've got after their ass. And, you know, and when I say we, I'm, I'm Coach Losey's uh, out for about a week, so I've been coaching the offensive line for a week, and and, uh, and he'll be back on Monday. We can't wait to get him back because, I mean, I, I forgot how hard that was. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's something that we have to do. Um we toughened our practices up. We added a fourth core value called toughness. Uh, what does it take to break you? And uh, those are the things that we're we're trying to find out. You know that that run def- run offense from Gardner Webb broke us last year, and it can't it it can't happen. And you know we are young. We only have seven seniors. Yeah. And three or four of them are transfers. <laughs> so. We are young and we, you know, we lost three players to the NFL on defense. And so, but I do think our depth is better than it has been since I've been here. And so we have to continue to push and, and get them in the right direction. Our job as coaches to make sure that they know what they can do and we know what they can do. So we don't ask them to do too many things that they can't, they're physically not gifted enough uh, and when I say not gifted enough, doesn't mean we don't have gifted players, but sometimes you, some guys just can't do something. Yeah. And some guys can't. And it just depends on who it is. And sometimes it's it's you can't do it early in the season, but after they get some reps, they can do it later in the season. So I'm excited about our defense. I'm excited about the direction of it. And, you know, I, I think Jake does a good job, and I think our staff does a good job, and I think our players are buying in uh, – either more to what we are doing and having a better understanding of why we do things. I've kept you longer than I planned. I got one more question for you. I know last year you started off the the season uh, with adversity, uh, with the heart attack, and you're able to overcome it. Um, This year, uh, you you personally have come through some tragedy as well with the loss of your brother. You mentioned him earlier. So the last thing I want to ask you is, what's one coaching lesson you learned from your brother uh, that you apply the most you feel like in your coaching career? Well, my, my brother, you know, he was my hero. I mean, he, he, he's, he was the cow. I was the calf. Um, if we would have been close in age and scholarships would have been offered. Uh, but, uh, we weren't We're I mean, we're close, but we're eight years apart. Um, I wouldn't be in coaching if it wasn't for my brother. And the biggest thing I learned from him is just how, genuinely he treated people and how genuine he was. Um, we're totally opposites. I mean, total opposites. Uh, you know, he was FCA director. He was, you know, um, and I don't want it to come out like I don't believe in God and not a Christian. I don't, I'm not trying to say that. I just, you know, he, 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 he walked his faith. He, uh, he was a uh, gentle giant is what a lot of people would have called him. And uh, I'm a little more fiery, a little more. Um, uh, I was probably more the bourbon drinker than him, and uh, and you know he was probably more the, the the tea sipper is what I would call him. You know the best thing I can say about my brother athletically is the last time I played him in basketball, I beat him, and that was like in 1992, and I never played him again. <laughs> as much as he asked, I said, "No, you're no competition." <laughs> You know, but uh, I miss him, uh, you know, personally for me, I, I've dedicated this season to him, you know, for me, but it's the first time I probably verbalized that out loud to anybody other than my wife. And, uh, you know, I know his wife and kids miss him and my mother is who's 91 misses him dearly. And, and, uh, and I do too, but uh, you know, uh, 
if there's any doubt that anybody knows where my brother is, we all know he's, he's sitting up there, to, got the best seat in the house, and he'll be at every EKU game. He'll be at every Riverdale High School game. He'll be at uh, every Florida Gator fan, you know, game. And, uh, and you know, him and my pops are probably up there doing a little fishing, chewing a little tobacco, and, and uh, you know, watching football and laughing at, at me go nuts every now and then, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, I'll miss, I'll miss our conversations, um, after he plays and after I play and, and, uh, I'll miss, uh, him scolding me on certain things and, and, uh, saying that hey, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. But, you know, um, he was a great big brother. Well, you can tell his legacy uh, was left a very positive legacy. Uh, many of the schools in Murfreesboro uh, put in decals on their helmets this year for him. And again, I grew up in that area and uh, I know he's, he left a great legacy. So uh, coach, I appreciate your time tonight. Like I said, I took you about 11 minutes over what I was planning. So I That's thank you right. for being patient with me, even, yeah. even answering my stupid questions. I, didn't uh, even know, I, I had no idea Ron Jackson was like a guest, uh, 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 what is it, Ron Burgundy on here or something? He's, you know? he's my co-host this year. Ryan Jackson has been co-hosting with me all summer. Uh, so he's part of the Sports Stove family now. Well, see, now, if Ryan wants to coach, he's got to understand you can't you – know, I mean, you can't trust the media. You, you, know, <laughs> right. you, can't, you, you Look at him. He's trying to befriend you guys already, so you won't talk <laughs> trash about him. <laughs> he's learning some valuable lessons no, behind I'm just kidding. Here. You can trust me, guys. I, you know I'm just messing around. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to do it. I, I appreciate everything you, that you do and getting our young men out on, on you know, Twitter and everything that you do, YouTube and, and everything. And, and I know Ryan's having a blast doing this, I'm sure. And, and, uh, you know, my best friend does it down in Nashville. So, uh, it, it's, uh, it's such a unique profession, but a great profession, I think. Well, coach, we appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to the season getting started very soon. Uh, good luck to you. And we'll let you get back to work and uh, we'll see you out on the field soon. We'll do it. All right. Y'all have a great night. Thanks coach. That's Coach Wall Wells, EKU football head coach. All right, we left him waiting long enough. He's the reason everyone's tuning in. Uh, the first ever long snapper to appear on the Sports Stove podcast. And Duff, what's going on, man? Hey, appreciate you guys having me. Hey, thanks for being patient with us. We we couldn't get Coach to stop talking. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's great, great having you on. The, you have been probably the most requested guest that I've had uh, people saying, you got to talk to Jonathan Duff. And uh, we didn't get you on last year, so we finally got you on this year. So you have a lot to live up to. The millions of people watching are watching for you. Don't let them down. Uh, I'm kidding, of course, but to some degree. But you have been. Seriously, I've had multiple people say, hey, you need to talk to Jonathan Duff. And uh, that's outside the program and inside the program. So there you go. Uh, you got something to look up to at the very least. Let's start with this. You're from, according to the uh, EKU website, you're from Dayton, Ohio. Yep. Uh, do you have, I'm assuming, a lot of family still in Dayton? Yes, I do. I think I got to think about this. I have <laughs> five of my siblings are still in the Dayton area. One's in Mason, which is more so Cincinnati. And then the sixth is over in Chicago. So, And then my parents live there and my grandma lives there. Awesome. So my parents are in Troy, uh, just north of it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, my dad's hoping to get down to the game. Uh, and so the Cincinnati game, does it mean anything extra, anything special? Uh, I'm sure you'll have lots of family there and things like that. But growing up that close to Dayton or to Cincinnati, does it mean anything extra? So for me, as far as the game goes, nothing means anything extra because no matter who we play, my job is my job. I'm snapping the ball to the punter, whether I'm on the sideline in practice or if I'm in the game. So that's the nice thing about being a long snapper is I, uh, I still watch the punt returner and game plan for that part of it. But the core of my job stays the same no matter what stadium or, or if I'm in a hallway in McGregor Hall back in the dorm again. So it doesn't yeah. matter there. But I, uh, I will say it's something that I'm really looking for forward to more than just being the first uh, game of the year. I, I know my family has been in contact with people who have season tickets and they've managed to pull off like 30 tickets already, plus my tickets that I get them. So I'm definitely looking forward to um, them just having a good time, all my family being able to see me play. And then after the game, um, just a happy feeling being able to see all of them. Does surface of the field matter for long snappers? Uh, Meaning grass, that kind of stuff. So 
honestly, not too much because we're still snapping the same. But uh, I think most specialists are, are pretty picky people. And so we do prefer turf because with grass and stuff, depending on how well maintenance it is, you get little divots and hills and stuff. And then all of a sudden, okay, you're like a few inches lower. So that means the ball is going to go a yard higher, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, really, it's just snapping a football. So we need to just not focus on the external factors like that. Who is more anal, Patrick or Jeremy? Oh, I I don't know. I'm not going to throw either one of them under the bus here. <laughs> but um, I will say it is always funny because um, I think every specialist uh, gets a little picky on certain days, just, you know, like a hot summer day in camp. But everyone's real good in, 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 as far as in the game, taking ownership, uh, myself, Jeremy or Pat. And um, it's a really good crew to work with, and I'm glad I get two straight seasons with them. And now you're snapping the Jeremy pretty much all the time, right? He's the holder, is that correct? Yeah. So uh, he he's done all the holding for us last year, and and obviously there's different holders and punters. So I get work with everybody, but um, yeah, my chemistry with Jeremy, um, and yeah, especially punt, obviously because last year he was pretty much our only punter and so I have a lot of chemistry with him and and I'm pretty used to his size and his frame but as well as the other guys like Jacob Baker a new guy a freshman I've made sure to get some work with him because you know you got to plan for everything that could occur and um, I won't say what could occur but let's say Jeremy happened to get a targeting penalty we'll, we'll use that example or something he can't play that game then you know I got to go to Jacob Baker and make sure I'm I'm have chemistry with him still so yeah uh, now what what do you spend most of your time in practice doing um i talked with jeremy and pat in practice uh the times that i've been out there uh joked around with both of them a little bit i asked jeremy last time i was out there he went for a drill and didn't actually do anything and came walking by i was like they're gonna let you do anything he said i have no idea um so i obviously you practice snapping and things like that but uh, what is what do you do most of practice so we're all kind of different because we all have our own systems that work best for us. Right. So when, when, with the kickers, they can't kick a thousand balls and with the snapper, you can't snap a thousand balls. So you have to, you have to space it out well because you're just repeating and beating down the same muscle group. So I really spend a lot of time in practice. Um, some would say I do over snap in general, just cause I have a lot of drills that I like and, and, I set up, I don't know if you've ever seen, we have a field goal post with a little weight hanging on it. And it's about, it's very small. It's a 10 pound weight. And I love to set up punt there and practice to that. I love to set up a medicine ball and act like it's a field goal and, and hit that or to take a skinny post, just target practice like that. But if I'm not doing that, I'll just work um, simple overhand tosses and keeping the shoulders loose and work in uh, just little mechanic stuff that I don't need to do a full snap for. And obviously stretching to flexibility is a big thing. Stretching out. All right, Rhino, what you got for him? Well, funny story. I'm the reason Duff's even here. Oh. First. <laughs> but yeah. second, my actual question is what? Well, hold on. You got to tell the story. Well, so, go ahead, Duff. You, okay. So, um, we were both recruited. So, the first visit, right? The recruiting visit originally, yes, was under the old staff, uh, Coach Elder and, and their staff. And that was my first game day visit. And I wasn't being recruited very hard back then by, by, EKU. It was kind of out of the blue, but um, decided to take the game day visit. And I met Ryan mm -hmm. and uh, we were just talking and stuff. Got his got his contact info. And um, he's like, yeah, I'm committed. I'm coming here. I love this place. And so I went back home and um, hadn't heard from EKU. And then I randomly, I guess Toledo's coach had come to one of my games and he used to coach with that staff. So he direct messages or he texted them and then the whole thing happens where he tells them to offer me. So they offer me out of the blue. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I texted Ryan and I took another visit here at EKU, just touring the campus, like with academics and everything. And um, I just fell in love. The One of my visits at that might have been that visit was homecoming. So just the, the fact that everyone showed out for the football game, like that was a huge thing for me. And seeing the Warren Cleek Club up there, their tailgate, just everything like that was awesome for me. So I fell in love with this place. And so I texted Ryan. I'm like. I'm committing. I'm going there. And so we both went or we were both committed then. And then obviously that staff ended up getting fired. And so uh, Ryan had a little bit more security than me, me being a specialist. <laughs> so I'm sitting there real nervous. I'm like, who are they going to bring in? Am I going to have a spot? So, I mean, fortunately, I did get a bunch of offers in that time, I guess, 
word spread quick. And so people knew and, and, and I got a lot of offers, but EKU, I still love the campus and I'd already met one of my teammates. And, and so we're kind of talking while rightfully so one of coach Wells's first recruiting stops when he got hired was to go visit Ryan and Ryan texted me right after the home visit and told me, he's like, this guy is awesome. We're going to love playing for him. You better stay committed. And I'm like, I plan on staying committed. I just want to hope. And so Coach Wells gives me a call. Hey, we watched your film. We, we love you. We want you to come here. And so then obviously set up another visit with him, came and met Coach Wells. And honestly, it was more clear than before because obviously I'd fell in love with the school before. But this coaching staff, Coach Day, played a big part in recruiting me around the second time. And then obviously Ryan. So I was just like, you know what? You're right. These guys are awesome. Let's do it. I'll tell you what, after listening to Coach Wells again tonight, I, I understand that. Uh, you meet these staff. I mean, they are um, – they're fun. They're fun on camera. They're fun off camera. Um, they got a passion that they can't deny that either. All right, Rhino, your question. That's a great story. Yeah, <laughs> What's I, your question? I knew I knew it was a colonel when we first met each other. We were oh, freezing yeah. at homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> Walking in the snow, man. Together talking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my real question is, what – Honestly, since I don't I don't pay attention all that much to long snappers all the time, what separates the average long snapper from the elite long snappers? I'd say, hmm, okay, so there's two parts to that. One is consistency, and two is all right here. Because um, a long snapper can be great on the sideline. If you throw him in the live rep and he just can't deal with the pressure, if you throw him into you see our field goal to wins at the end of practice, you throw someone in that and they can't handle it, then they're not they're not going to be able to handle a sellout crowd at Cincinnati, UK, or or homecoming here. So that's one thing. And also, I think um, I think it's easy. Uh, it's something that you do over and over again. So uh, you got to be consistent. That's what makes specialists great. Honestly, um, you can have the best ball. You can, as a punter, you can hit it sixty yards. But if if the rest of your punts are going to be ten, or vice versa for a snapper, you can have a perfect snap and the fastest ball ever but if you're gonna be all over the place then it doesn't matter so consistency is the most important thing and uh just having that that mental uh just that mindset to be able to go in there and say and avoid all the distractions and just do your job so what is the distraction uh so i've never played real football before and uh but i'm, I'm a fan of the game i've watched a lot of football in my life so i've always assumed that the fact that you've got 300-pound dudes barreling down on you, guys jumping over you, uh, lots of movement going on. And, you, I mean, your job isn't to block. Your job is to snap. Uh, so what is that? Is that the most pressure, or is it trying to be accurate the most pressure? Um, I think it varies person to person. Um, there's definitely something to be said about some big dudes around you and stuff, and I've heard some crazy stories. I used to train with a guy who played at Alabama, and he told me a story about LSU D lineman coming on the field uh for field goal block and either throwing up or he got a mouthful of water all over the ball oh. and so i've heard some crazy stories like that with distractions but also at the end of the day too like um you just got to be ready for pressure situations that's when specialists thrive right so like coach had talked about earlier bowling green we hit the pat to go into overtime that's a big situation and and it's i thankfully i have a lot of experience now so that's not anything i bat an eye at and I was laughing. I remember laughing during the Gardner-Webb playoff game because they tried to ice us two times in a row to get an end-of-the-half field goal. And when you got guys that have played a lot of football like me and Pat, um, not to sound arrogant there, but, you know, that stuff, It just we just laugh about it. We're like, our job's our job at the end of the day. And so um, with experience, you get a really good mindset and, and you're prepared. What's the uh, dream uh, for you career-wise? Is it, I mean, is the goal NFL? Is that what you're looking at? Um, I think most people, uh, I think almost every football player should be telling you that that's their goal. I mean, if you really love this game, you want to play it as long as you can because you know that at the end of the day, even if you're Tom Brady, it ends for everyone some sometime, right? So obviously I would love to continue playing this. And if it's not the NFL, I'm going to give everything I have to the CFL, even a European league. I've, I've, looked at that before briefly and just stuff like that. Cause I love this game, but um, outside of that, because that football life ends one day, I'm going to be fortunate enough to have a business degree from EKU. And uh, after next year, have my master's in business from EKU. And so um, I uh, have explored a lot of different uh, 
options. I uh, really do love being around sports and football, especially. So I've talked to the athletic office. I had an internship with the corporate sponsors, corporate sponsor side. So that's like the business side of the athletic department. And that's something I'm really interested in. Very nice. Uh, so that means you are, um, uh, oh no, I just forgot his last name. Jim James. What's his, uh, one of your teachers. Blair. Yes. Dr. Blair. Blair. Yes. Thank yeah. you. I uh, did a little bit of stuff with him this past year. I uh, enjoyed getting to know him. I hate that. I forgot his last name. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Dr. Blair. Um, but, uh, yeah, it sound looks like a great, um, uh, great education, uh, coming out, especially yeah. the school business and things like that too. When, when did you decide like this was your path forward to be a long snapper? So it's kind of funny. That's a funny story too. I, uh, I was the center. I was kind of a chunkier kid growing up. So third grade on, I was the center and I was no lineman getting, getting dirty in the trenches. And, uh, I, uh, did that and I just, you know, snapped the shotgun snaps. I was fortunate to be able to do that pretty easily as a third grader. And so did that all the way up. And in seventh grade, that's when punt was introduced and they said, Hey, you're going to be the long snapper. And so I said, all right. And so it's just a farther snap. So put my second hand on the ball and did that. Well, all was good until I launched three over the head of my punter. And um, that was a big no-no. So I got benched as that, which honestly, any other kid I don't think would mind because I was starting on offense and defense. And so getting long snapping off was a break. But I probably wouldn't have mind so much except for one of my buddies at the time – or one of my buddies now, but my teammates at the time, Rocco, he went in and he was one of my good friends and he never let me hear the end of it that he beat me out in something. And so I went home from practice so angry. I went to my dad. I said, I need you to teach me how to long snap. And he said, son, I have no idea how to do that. So thankfully, we went online. We looked it up and found pro kicker camps with Rick Sang. And I went to one of those and got good enough to start as a little long snapper on my eighth grade team. And then freshman year, they're like, dude, you could really do this. So I was like, oh, my gosh. So I ended up going to Rubio long snap in another camp. And um started getting rankings and a lot of exposure and stuff. And then um, with that, I was like, let's do this. So I really honed in on it. And now I train with Jeff LaMonico up in Columbus, Ohio. He's unbelievable, trains a bunch of NFL guys and, and a lot of college guys. So it's just been a wild journey the way that it started. But everything happens for a reason. I'm glad it did. That's awesome. Rhino, anything else for Jonathan? No, I'm honestly just happy to see him here. This is, this is one of my guys. This is this is one of my better friends on the team. I love seeing Duff every day. It's, he, he's just so, so smiley, so positive, so happy. He, he's just a great guy to be around if you ever get to know him. I appreciate that. That's the, that's the one nice thing, too, about us coming in as freshmen is that um, a core group of our guys all stayed together, and that's the coolest thing about being an older guy now. Um, as much as I like to deny being older compared to some of these guys on the team, but this same group of guys that we came in with, everyone's great people. And, uh, it's really great leadership and great hands that this football program's in. And, you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard not to be happy when you're not out there doing some of the stuff that the other guys are doing in the middle of these 90, <laughs> 90 degree <Yeah>. days. <laughs> I would rather not be too spotting and running and doing all that. I'd rather just work on my craft a little bit. I, I chose the right position. I was strategic. <laughs> that uh, a little bit of athleticism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Jonathan, you did not disappoint. Uh, enjoyed having you on. Like I said, there were several that asked, asked us to get you on. I'm glad we did. And uh, maybe we'll catch you on later in the season as well. Uh, good luck this season. Uh, I know it's going to be great for your family to get to be there. I'm sure several of them come down anyhow, but uh, it's going to be good to, uh, for your family to get to see you there in Cincinnati coming up in just just over a week. Hard to believe uh, it's almost game time uh, there. But, Jonathan, thank you so much for being here. You're, you have a reputation of being a really good person. And, uh, that means a lot to me to just, I've got two little boys too. Not, they're not little anymore, two young, younger boys. And, uh, my one son's looking at me like, I'm not little. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, it's great to have guys around, um, that have that reputation of being solid, solid men, good men. And, uh, so that, uh, you should be proud of that nonetheless, but thanks for being on the show tonight and uh, good luck to you this season. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it. Yes, sir. Jonathan Duff, long snapper. Yes from EKU football. 
uh ryan uh you were one of the people that said we didn't get john on here and uh or you didn't call him john duff on here and uh we did and uh and it was well worth it as well all right so classes are in session but more importantly football is right around the corner i mean we are right there uh now a week from this saturday uh, we're playing real football. We're cheering on real football. We're eating real tailgate food. It's going to be uh, a wonderful time ahead. Uh, and so we will keep everybody updated on the next show um, and uh, what's going to be going on. The plan next week is to preview Cincinnati. We'll talk more about Cincinnati and uh, what's going on with them and uh, preparing for week one. Uh, so we'll work on that next week uh, as well. So, uh, Ryan, anything else before we go? No, this this was a great show. This was a lot of fun. I can't lie. It was good seeing Coach Wells. Good talking to Duff. <laughs> yeah, it was good talking to Coach Wells. We didn't have to see him, which was even better. Uh, <laughs> kid, of course. Uh, I love Coach Wells. I'm not gonna lie. Few people have more te technological issues than Coach does when we get him on the show. But uh, this is the first time we've done it live with Coach, and I was just happy we could hear him. So everything went well with him uh, on there, and Duff was great as well, like you said. Uh, also, make sure you check out our, our our sponsors, Mad Mushroom Pizza, a great game day uh, food item to have in your house. You can order it online, get it delivered to home, or you can even go in and watch uh, watch the game in the in the store as well, in the restaurant as well. IPM Pest and Termite, they've been our sponsor with us the longest and have re-signed on for another year as well. If you have bug issues and you live in central Kentucky, get a hold of IPM Pest and Termite all around roofing. Uh, take care of all your exterior needs. So whether it's siding, windows, uh, or your roof, they can take care of you. Reach out to All Around Roofing. Uh, they as well actually just heard from them tonight. They're signing on for another year also. Um, so uh, happy to have all of those sponsors with us. Congratulations again, uh, Ryan Jackson, named captain, one of the captains of the football team this year. Thanks to Coach Wells. Thanks to Jonathan Duff for taking time to be with us. Thanks, Rickson, for helping us get all that set up as well. Follow us on social media at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, thanks for tuning in to tonight's episode of the Sports Stove Local Hour. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. <laughs>